0: Right on Radio. Right on Radio. On this episode of Right on Radio, they heard, they obey. Yes, Jesse and I enter into a conversation on the current state of the corona worldwide. But we take a much different angle in our conversation than you hear in the mainstream media. However, I have picked up a couple clips from the mainstream media that will really paint a picture before we get into this conversation. Now, I know everybody is sick of talking about this stuff, but I guarantee you what we're going to be telling you and what we're going to be talking about, and by the way, we want you to join the conversation, is much different than what you're hearing in the mainstream media. However, the two clips I have from the mainstream media really do paint this picture. So this first one I want to play from you is from one of my personal favorites because I think his commentaries are pretty spot on. Although he's limited in what he can say because of the mainstream platform he's on, I think you're going to appreciate this take. Now, this clip is... about nine minutes but it's really worth listening to so without further ado here is tucker carlson
1: right on right on right on have you been to america lately a lot of americans really haven't for months most of us have stayed close to home we've had to So the next time you get on a plane and visit a couple of American cities, you may be surprised, especially if you remember those cities well from before the pandemic. An awful lot has changed in a short time. Many stores and restaurants are closed. You expect that. Churches are locked on Sunday morning. That's weird. The streets seem empty, except for the parks, which are full of the homeless. When you do see people, they tend to be wearing masks and they won't get close to you. It's a very strange experience. The country has changed a lot. The culture has changed a lot, and really not for the better. So the question is, how long will this last? How long do we have to endure this? When do we get our country back? When can we live like we used to live back in February? That question is too rarely asked, and in fact, asking it is actively discouraged. At first you'll remember the authorities told us we could resume our lives when hospital admissions tapered off and we flattened the curve. The curve stayed flat, in most places it never bent. So we got a new benchmark for when we can get back to normal. When we get a vaccine, everything will be fine once we can vaccinate against COVID-19. Many an authority told us that, they're still telling us that. The state of Virginia has announced that when a vaccine finally does arrive, it will be mandatory. Not all vaccines, Virginia will not require vaccines for hepatitis or HIV. They won't require a vaccine for meningitis either, despite the fact that meningitis kills a lot more, say, college students than coronavirus does. But once we get a corona vaccine, they're telling us, all will be well. (laughs) But now they've changed that. It's not true anymore. According to a new announcement from the World Health Organization, a vaccine, even if we get one, will not be the end of all of this. It will never end. You can get your injection, they'll make you get it, but you'll still be under arrest. The World Health Organization says that finding a vaccine is not the goal. Reordering society is the goal. Quote, we will not, we cannot go back to the way things were. That's a direct quote from the leader of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros, who by the way is not really a doctor. Because COVID-19 is not a public health crisis really, or even a mere virus. According to Tedros, COVID-19 is in fact, this may surprise you, COVID-19 is really about global warming. As he puts it, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic has given new impetus to the need to accelerate efforts to respond to climate change. Bet you didn't see that coming. Bill Gates did. He agrees with that wholeheartedly. Earlier this month, Gates posted an essay to his personal website, which you probably haven't seen, arguing that the lesson of the corona pandemic is that the rest of us will have to sacrifice even more to save the Earth from warming. Now, for people who are not billionaire global influencers, This is all pretty confusing. Quick, what does the coronavirus have to do with climate change? Well, for one thing, China caused both of them. That's the obvious link. But that is definitely not the point Dr. Tedros and Bill Gates are making. Both of them bow before China. They would never meaningfully criticize the Chinese government. So you can be assured that's not the connection they're drawing, no. For Dr. Tedros and Bill Gates, pandemic and climate change share a very different connection both are useful pretexts for mass social control both are essentially unsolvable crises they can harness to bypass democracy and force powerless populations to obey their commands now it makes sense ever wondered why our leaders consider the coronavirus a major public health crisis but not say suicides and drug ods well this is why When a 26-year-old mother in New Hampshire drops dead from fentanyl, Bill Gates and Dr. Tedros don't get more powerful. Her death is useless to them, so they don't care. If you actually wanted to improve people's lives, you would look at things very differently, and you would probably reach very different conclusions about the pandemic. In just a few weeks, a deadly virus spread from central China through Europe to every major city in the West. And as that happened, the World Health Organization did nothing to stop it and, in fact, spread disinformation as it was happening. Those are the facts. So what would a rational person conclude from those facts? Well, the first and most obvious lesson is globalization has risks. It has upsides, of course. Cheaper plastic crap from China, but it also has risks. Pandemics spread very, very fast. Then, as it happened, our most important international public health organization failed on purpose. It's corrupt. The WHO is corrupt. That's a huge problem. That's the other lesson. But no one's learning those lessons. When was the last time you heard Bill Gates or Dr. Tedros say those things? Never. They never will say them because they wouldn't benefit from acknowledging they're true. This is true about all crises. They only take the lessons that empower them. How about global warming? How would a rational person assess global warming? If you really believe that carbon emissions were distorting the Earth's climate, and that's the claim they make, maybe they're right, then you would take a very close look at the forces behind those carbon emissions. You would ask hard questions about the global economy. You'd wonder, who's profiting from this system that's destroying the Earth? How exactly do the richest, most powerful people in the world, that would be big finance and the tech monopolies, contribute to carbon emissions? That would be the first question you would ask. That's the logical way to think about climate change. And if you began to think that way, you might wind up concluding that people like, I don't know, Michael Bloomberg were in fact climate criminals. Their private jets alone produce more carbon emissions a year than entire African villages do, not to mention more than your neighborhood does. A lot more. But tellingly, no one on the environmental left ever criticizes Michael Bloomberg. He's considered a leader in the fight against climate change. On the basis of the numbers, that is ludicrous. But they say with a straight face and demand you believe it. Part of this is human nature. All of us tend to place ourselves at the center, in the heroic center of our own narratives. That's particularly true of rich people who tend toward the narcissistic. But in this case, they are evading responsibility. They are profiting directly from a system they claim is unacceptable, but it's not their fault somehow. You know whose fault it is? Oh, it's your fault. You're the one who's doing it. You're the one who's killing humanity. You're the one who must change. You've got too many kids. You drive a pickup truck. You forgot to wear your little mask you're going to hell. Good luck with your bankruptcies and your opioid crisis and your broken lives, Middle America. We'll be at the Yellowstone Club having a drink. It's a scam. It's an obvious scam. Here's another data point for you that you won't see on television. Less than a month ago, on July 31st, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, our primary public health organization, funded by the federal government, released guidelines to state health departments about patients infected with the coronavirus. How do you track the spread of this disease? In a footnote in the release, the CDC acknowledged that researchers lack evidence that, quote, masks offer any protection against coronavirus, any, at all. As health officials work to track the spread of the virus, the CDC suggested that they ignore whether or not people were wearing masks. In other words, wearing a mask may be completely irrelevant to the spread of the virus. Huh? So there is still no proof that masks protect us against COVID-19? That is apparently the conclusion the CDC reached. It's not something Trump tweeted. The CDC put that in a release to the states. It seems like a blockbuster story. Why isn't that on page one of the New York Times? Why is the entire media, the entire leadership class of the United States of America ignoring this? Masks are obligatory. They're mandatory everywhere. Just the other day, Joe Biden announced that if he's elected, you'll be required to wear a mask when you're alone outside. What is going on? You know what's going on. Fear works. The more afraid you are, the more you will accept. Again, a feature of human nature. The more cut off you are from your family and your friends, the more power they have to control you. This is an election year. Democrats want to win in November. The virus is their main shot to win. Nobody disputes that who's looked at the numbers. They are using fear of the coronavirus to achieve that. For example, polling places. They would like to close more of them. Why to force a vote by mail? Why? Because vote by mail is more easy to manipulate. The latest coronavirus relief bill the Democrats are pushing would bring ballot harvesting to every state. What does that have to do with defeating the virus? Nothing. It's not science, it's politics. But here's the key thing to remember. All of us are assuming, and on the right, it is gospel. This will end if Joe Biden wins. On inauguration day, no more lockdowns. Yeah, don't bet on it. This isn't ending. The Wuhan pandemic has made our leadership class more powerful than they have ever been. Why would they relinquish that? The only politician in America who has ever given up power voluntarily is George Washington and they're toppling his statues. Who's right? Who's right? He's right.
0: Well, that was interesting. So is it about the virus or is it about something else? I want to play one more clip, and this is a guy that I also really like, it's from his podcast, it's a Dan Bongino podcast, and he just, is about a two-minute clip, and he talks about Melbourne, Australia, and by the way, there's many other countries that are going through this, and this, I think, is really part of the intention, and between these two clips the conversation between Jesse and I, I think will be just a little bit more illuminated. So here is Dan Bongino.
1: Right on, right on, right on.
2: Look at some of the draconian measures happening. I really feel bad if you live in Melbourne right now, the guy writes the article says a friend summarized for me. What's happening right now. The situation in Melbourne, (sighs) even one of these is bad. Police may now enter anyone's home without a warrant. Huh? There's an 8 p.m. curfew, a $1,600 fine if you're outside your house without, quote, a valid reason, the amount being raised by the day. You may say to yourself, Dan, come on. This is 1980s Soviet Union. No, no, this is Melbourne now. You're not allowed to visit family or friends. There's a $200 fine for no mask, mandatory masks at all times this one folks please confirm for me if you live in melbourne Email us if this is true you can only exercise once per day for up to an hour what What the hell does that have to do with anything only one person per household per day can leave the house including for groceries i'm not even sure that was a rule in the soviet union you may have been more free and the soviets didn't even have these rules you may say wow that sounds bad no no there's more you're not allowed to go more than three miles from your home weddings are illegal no gatherings of any size. We gotta go to page two because there's actually more, shockingly. Oh. Yeah, I know, yeah, I feel like that's on it. No, 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 there's more. The army is on the street finding and arresting people. Come on, Dan, this is Cuba. No, no, this is Melbourne. Since March 21st, a total of 193,700 spot checks have been conducted by police. Spot checks, Joe, spot checks. At the 5-0, knocking on your door now. Mm. Protests and activism is illegal People have already been arrested for peaceful gatherings. The media, which is extremely biased, no shocker, is calling the protesters right-wing conspiracy nutjobs and won't even allow discussions of whether these lockdowns are right or not. And several thousand people were placed under house arrest, unable to leave for any reason, with food rations delivered by the army, leading to appalling levels of personal trauma. Here's one last one. There's actually more, but in the interest of time, I had to cut it down. Australia won't release how many fines they've given out, but an ABC News report said it's over $5.2 million so far.
1: Right on radio.
0: Right on radio. welcome back to right on radio i'm your host jeff and i'm joined as always with jesse and we have a great show for you today but before we get into the content of the show today i want to remind you to join on the facebook group go on to facebook at real right on radio follow jesse Zevatar jesse at zevitar jesse go to the website which is the be all and end all collection of all information that is important to your life illuminate the darkness and please follow Kathy, Kathy Fox, that's Kathy with a C and don't forget to go and visit our friend Good Dog at gooddog-usa.com because if you really want to dig you gotta go to a good dog (laughs) Jesse this is a dangerous world we're living in right now The world is literally in peril. There's protests going on around the world. We're locked down with COVID and these tyrannical things, wearing face masks, don't wear face masks. You can, where I live, you you have to wear a face mask to walk into a restaurant, but as soon as you sit down, you can take it off. Like this makes no sense. And people are falling for and not even asking questions.
3: You know, I went into a restaurant just yesterday and, you know, nobody was wearing masks. So we walked in with no masks and the guy sat there, you know, who was going to seat us, pulled out a box of masks and said, here you go. You know, you can wear the masks in the common areas. And he literally handed us each a mask to take us to our seats.
0: (laughs) like how ridiculous is this and and by the way the new statistics the the CDC in the USA released the new statistics quietly on the weekend and they claim what about 160,000 deaths from COVID in the United States but now they say only 6% are directly COVID related so that's like 9,000 people and that's a lot but I believe it's about 20,000 that die of influenza, regular flu every year.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they, I heard they were claiming a lot of stuff, you know, was COVID. We had some family members who had um, their grandmother died and there were, she did not have a COVID test at all and just died of natural old age. And they claimed it as COVID. Um, So the family's fighting right now with the hospital to have that removed from her death certificate because she didn't even have a COVID test. So, you know, they can't say that it's COVID if it, if they don't know, that's it for sure.
0: I have some friends in Florida that were lining up for a COVID test. And this is kind of when it was at hot and that they were just ramping up the test. So they're in line, they're social distancing and they're in line for the test. They're waiting about a half an hour and they just said, you know what, this is too long. I don't feel sick, I'm not gonna get tested. But they were registered for the test. Guess what, they got a letter in the mail saying they were positive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, if, and of yeah. course you hear about the, uh, the the president of Ghana who tested a, a papau fruit, he tested a goat, he sent them and they were COVID positive. And now I hear of a guy who was in a motorcycle accident who died of COVID.
3: This is crazy. I mean, I want to know what's really going on. You know, what is the whole purpose of this COVID stuff? And you see so many things, it's almost like this form of mind control. You know, now I was surprised at how quickly things got out to businesses where they have stickers now that they can put on the floor you know, that tell you how far six feet or three feet is, you know, they like some of the tables in restaurants have, you know, X's where, you know, it tells you, you can't sit there. So all of this stuff takes time to make. And we've only, you know, this really has only come out since April. So we're just getting into the six month, you know, and, in all the mass, like, you know, they're being mass manufactured, But it it just seems almost surreal because you think about how much time it takes people in retail or in these businesses that make things. How long does it take to to mass produce these things and get them ready, you know, for public sale?
0: And and the custom plexiglass that they have up at all the counters and stuff like that. How fast did that get implemented?
3: That was immediately. And, And yet you don't see, like, you know, when I worked in the hospital... When we had individuals who had, you know, TB, or even when we had H1N1, you know, we had to wear full hazmat gear. Where you had the gowns, you had the mask on, plus you had a shield over your face. Um, some of them you couldn't enter their room without a full fledged, you know, um, mask thing that you know was like the mask you'd wear in the military or you know, in the major hospital, hazmat stuff. Um, You had to sanitize your hands before you put on your gloves. Then you had to leave your gloves, like take them off and put them in a dispose of them in a garbage can in the room and then sanitize your hands and then walk out. (laughs) Um, But you don't see any of that happening and so I have to ask, you know, what is the reality of this? If it was that serious, that dangerous, that many deaths, you know, why Why are just very simple precautions happening? And, and these masks that we're getting are not even, you know, people are making their own masks. So they're not even CDC approved things that are going to keep out any type of air spread germ or or disease as is um yeah
0: there's absolutely no science that could be behind that and of course you you see the the hypocrisy where you know in the when businesses were shut down for over a month because it was supposed to be two weeks and the goalposts get keep getting pushed back and you know after about six weeks people started going out and protesting in places like michigan and the governor, no, 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 you can't protest. It's, it's illegal. You're, you're going to be a super spreader. (laughs) A super spreader event is what they say. But then the anarchists come out and not a word said, Jesse, you've asked a question, but I'm going to ask it back to you. Why is this happening?
3: I think that it is a form of mass mind control, um, I think, you know, from how I've seen these people work, there's a couple things in the back of my mind that I'm aware of that I really have to pose the question, are these connected or related to what we see happening right now? So one of the first things was, you know, we know that we've got military individuals um, going into the dumb bases, the tunnel systems rescuing kids. Well, before they even did that, you know, years ago, We had informed them that there were, I don't know if we should call them missiles or uh, we'll just call them biochemical warfare weapons. But anyway, by all of these training centers where, you know, the Illuminati do their um, training and mind control, they had these um, biochemical warfare weapons that were equipped with diseases of all sorts. Um, right, you know, people can research this right after you know the claims. And, and these are um,
0: spread out all over the
3: country. Right. Yep. There, there's six major bases, so you can at least count there's six of these for sure in the United States. Um, the first one was when they did the major California rescues, and all of a sudden you saw among the homeless in San Francisco. Um, the rise of the bubonic plague okay so i mean how many years has it been since that surface hundreds of years yeah and and so when you think about it like the military what are they doing after they go through these tunnels they're blowing up some of those tunnel systems so that they can't be used again well that was our concern was that they had hit one of those biochemical warfare Uh, weapons and that the you know it got released and that's what was happening to San Francisco well then you know China was also hit Um, I think there's much more to that story that hasn't come out yet Um, that area is huge you know besides it being a laboratory area they have mass warehouses where you know they are Um, harvesting adrenochrome or blood Um, the elderly you know people think it's just children they get this stuff from the elderly have been abused for years you know the people the Luciferians have been taken advantage and literally as a kid I saw them rows and rows in this warehouse of elderly people sitting in what looked like you know airplane chairs lined up back-to-back and they were being drained of all their blood. Um,
0: so essentially, like if it's a senior citizen that doesn't have a lot of family or something, no one's going to notice them missing. Right. They take them and no matter where their, what their life was like, this is how they spend their end days. This is very sad, Jesse.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, knowing those things, I have to ask, you know, is that really what Wuhan was, was one of those areas where you know it was one of the mass warehouses um for the elderly and you know right after stuff started with that you had the release of covid um you know so it's it's just interesting and now you're hearing rumors i've been warning for years that they have a hybrid um you know that sars as well as um ebola And that's what you're hearing now. A lot of, you know, individuals who are in the news are starting to put fear out there to people that what if we get this Ebola outbreak?
0: It's called Um, the trial balloon.
3: Yeah. So part of me is wondering if, you know, part of this is a test that they're wanting to see how people are going to react, who's going to fall in line, who's not. Um, but, but they play games. So, you know, the other part of my mind has to think, you know, is this part of their game? Are they, they know people are going to react in a certain way. So they know like, you know, the Patriots, those who are going to rebel are going to refuse to wear the mask. And so, you know, we're going to fight to not have to wear these masks. And that's their goal is that as we fight, as we reveal that none of that's true, everybody stops wearing masks and then they hit us with the real epidemic, you know? So there's always that mixture of, is it all fake? Is it all meaningless hype? Or do they really have an alternative agenda that is going to be surfacing soon.
0: There's always an alternative agenda. It's just figuring out which agenda, or does it cover many agendas, of course. So yeah. this is this is a very interesting topic. And the scariest part of this, and by the way, it's a real disease. And if you have comorbidities, you know, it can, it can kill you. Uh, it certainly can. If you're elderly, it can kill you. If you're younger, it's not so bad. The scariest thing to me, though, Jesse, is how many sheeple there are. Mm -hmm. These days, you can't go to work. You can't go to church. You can't do this. You can't do this. You have to wear a mask. You can't hug someone that you haven't seen in a long time. And nobody asked any questions. They just fell in line. We are the minority and i hope the people that are listening to this broadcast are in the minority with us and we got to open people's eyes and make this the majority because if we don't what's coming next is really really bad and what's next is this is the preparation for the new world order
3: right and we're seeing it happen in places already you know i've got friends who are in australia near melbourne you know they're already reporting they've been in lockdown even longer than us. And their lockdown is to the point where they cannot leave their home, like be more than three feet from their home. And on top of that, they're now being required to wear masks inside their home. So 24 hours, you have to have masks on. And
0: it lowers your immunity system, by the way,
3: <laughs> yeah, that is scientifically proven that it it lowers your oxygenation by twenty percent. You know, I, I'm somebody who sits here and thinks, well, why do they want to lower our oxygen levels?
0: <laughs> it's nefarious. and And by the way, we do actually I have some listeners in Australia, not many. But if you're a listener in Australia, please send us some details of what you're going through. And by the way, the Aussies that I know have some, uh, oh, they have balls. So grow up pair, Stand up.
3: I'll send some love to, to Dave and Sal. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. They're awesome. Um, but they do. They, they've got grit there and they're fighting the fight. Um, on a scale that we just can't even imagine yet, um, you know, they're being threatened with if they do, you know, leave their home, they're being threatened with jail time, massive amount of fines that no normal human being could pay. I mean, nobody even makes 250000 a year if you're just a normal person. you you know so how can your government be expecting you to pay that mass amount and and that's ridiculous just for being more than three feet away from your home to have to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars and you know they're out in the boonies there that they're not in a populated area um so you you really have to question it's like where the heck is covid gonna even come from in that area if you haven't had it all these months the chances are you don't have it and there's nobody close enough for you even to contact it from so contra- what are
0: people supposed to do in these countries that are you know well And by the way there's half of countries too because half the United States are blue states which are all locked down and then the red states are all open
3: right yeah, I'm, I'm in between a, a Democratic and a Republican state. So it gets really funny because, you know, literally the state, you know, the borderlines are two minutes apart. So it's like you'll go to Walmart and, you know, I'm going to I'm trying not to be really mean to the people because I know they're just doing their job. But we've got some workers there at Walmart. They're kind of like Walmart Nazis. You know, they they give you these really bad glares, you know, as you're putting on your mask. And if, you know, you don't like, I mean, i I tested it a few times. I, I got up there and was like, you know, I've got a health condition. And there were the one guy was like, well, what condition is that? And I'm like, actually, you cannot ask me that question. That's a HIPAA violation. Would you like to call your manager and have a conversation about this? And <laughs> he was really <laughs> rude. Um, You know, and and so it's like the one time they literally asked us to leave and unless we had a mask, and it was like, um, legally, you cannot do that. You have to serve me. And they were like, well, no, we're a private company. And it was like, um, do you really want me to tweet Trump that this Walmart is refusing service because I'm not wearing a mask? Um, That's right. (laughs) So it's like... It's crazy, but um, and, and know,
0: people believe together. this so be- so vehemently. Like people are passionate about this. No, you have to wear a mask. They're in fear. Fear does not come from God.
3: Yeah, I, I've got friends that you know. One of my team members, he he goes to the grocery store, and I've been on the phone with him. He, he literally was just walking down an aisle and these people come up and start screaming and yelling at him because he's not wearing a mask and he's like excuse me i don't need to wear a mask and they are getting violent just because he was not wearing a mask like they're they don't even ask questions
0: it, it's it's amazing and thankfully you know the the stores that i go to and i only go to a few and and quite honestly my wife is uh has picked up a bit more of the shopping because she knows i gotta i have a problem with the mask the stores i go to uh typically don't require me to everyone else does and and i i personally haven't experienced mask shaming but i'm also a, a pretty large man
3: <laughs> so well, well, about the one store up here that is not, it, I'm going to give them a plug because everybody should shop there, but Fleet Farm is awesome. They don't require the masks and there's no shaming that goes on there and you can get quite <coughs> stuff there. So for those people who are in the really democratic states or, or where, you know, you've got the masked Nazis, I would encourage you to start shopping at Fleet Farm. <laughs>
0: So, but let's 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 get away from, from COVID because I think most people are so sick of this. Um, yeah. It's a great discussion, but we need to be aware of what's going on. And this was really leading towards the New World Order, uh, whether it's the vaccines, because we heard Bill Gates go on and on about saying, hey, you won't be able to go to work, you won't be able to shop or whatever, because we don't know if you're safe unless you have a vaccine. And I don't think the vaccine for this was going to be the mark of the beast. I think it was a trial run to see how many people are willing, what's the opposition. I think they were testing waters with this whole thing.
3: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it was a, a huge test and they were seeing what they could do and what they couldn't do. Or, you know, by people's reactions, it told them what they need to prepare for and you know, change up their game plan a bit.
0: So until, and so what, what the test results are is they're ready to go because most of the world has fallen into this. Uh, People have woken up through it. And I think only because they were locked down, I think part of the plan backfired, they were locked down and a lot of people started looking for answers. And some people like yourself and myself became loud about it. Right. But what, I think the main thing, the biggest enemy is we have to take back control of the media.
3: Yeah. I agree. You know, p- people with voice, everybody needs to start really speaking out. And, um, you know, it's kind of started to really be defined. The president's been, you know, talking about who's the fake news and who's not. Um You know, we need to really know who to follow, where to get our news sources from. And, you know, we need to be proactive ourselves, not being afraid to research, dig, you know, really find out what is true and what's not.
0: Citizen journalists and and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to start fighting back, turn off your TV. That is the best start let their ratings sink where they cannot afford to be on the air because they have been lying to you for decades upon decades and it's just accelerated in fact they're not even lying anymore now it's just straight propaganda yeah everything that they say they're they're manipulating the way you think and that's why a channel like this jesse as we start to cover the news more in our new format change is really going to start taking off because people are going to get real news with real research and real opinion from a common person, not someone inside of a bubble who makes $20 million a year.
3: Right. And without the, the narrative, you know, there's, I think that's a big thing, you know, is who's above these news stations, Who's pushing the narrative and what's their agenda behind it?
0: Well, we know who's pushing it. Yep. It's the clowns. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, they only have to push six people. Six people own 90% of the world's media, radio, newspapers, and TV. Yep. So it's pretty easy to control the narrative. And of course, every morning at four o'clock, there's a 4 a.m. phone call. That the news media and the Democrats are on,
3: yep, <laughs> and they <day>. get
0: they <laughs> get all their talking points for the day, yep, and then they spread it. Have you ever wondered how every single station says the exact same key words? This is how it's done: four AM phone calls.
3: Yep, we, we called that approved narrative.
0: Yeah. You know? So. The media has to be taken down and, you know, Trump has been going around. And by the way, if you're in America, the entire world is counting on you. The the whole world right now is hinging on what happens in the United States. And it's hinging on what happens in this election. Like him or not... If you don't like them, you haven't done the research and you've just believed the talking points. But Donald Trump has been the very first president in many decades, well, since John F. Kennedy, Jr., or sorry, John F. Kennedy, rather, uh, that has really been for the people. Reagan was for the people, but I think Reagan realized he could only go so far. Right. Trump came in with a plan and he came in with the assistance of the military.
3: Yep the the good good men and women in the military who were had had enough of the approved narratives and approved way of living and
0: and they saw where it was going yep and they saw what was going on so you know the the one thing that gets under anyone's skin I don't care who you are well I guess unless you're a Luciferian uh, but when you hear about kids being hurt or senior citizens you know, going through these painful, torturous, and and even executions, how can you not stand up? And I think that's what's really triggered the military people to get involved and to set out this plan. And they've taken down the financial system. We've got to do a program on that, Jesse.
3: Yeah, we do. That would be good.
0: We they have taken down the financial system. We are going into a financial transition that is so much better than you expect and I I actually have some biblical references I'll pull out when we go through this but it's amazing how much God has to say about finances and God's giving us a chance and Trump has taken down the financial system, he's taken control of the military he's taken down a lot of, most of the Illuminati I believe is left powerless right now
3: yeah yeah They've got their hands tied. I think that's a good way to put it.
0: Buckingham Palace is empty. Their yep. crest has been taken, removed from the gate. A lot of stuff has happened, and of course the media does not report this.
3: Right. Well, they want people to still think that they're under that bondage of, you know, the old system, the way things have been running since you know, even before the forties, but we'll say at least since the forties, people have had everything laid out. You know, this is the way you parent. These are the people you look to for parenting advice. You know, you don't even have to go to church, but if you do, this is what it looks like. This is how you go to church. You yeah. know, um, this is, what a good mother is, this is what a good father is. this is good teaching or instruction. These are the schools your sh- children should go to.
0: Oh, and you I just brought up such there. a you just brought up such a good point, Jesse. And it's something that's been on my mind. So you gave the example. This is what you do. this is the good. this is that, this is the way people were programmed for many years. So let's say through the 50s and 60s, they're programmed that way. But the programming started to change in the 60s, started to get into the free love and stuff like that. And then, you know, abortion in the 70s became, you know, women's rights. And now, every, if, if for, first of all, if you ever watch any Disney movie, I dare you to name one where you see a complete family, a mother and a father and some kids. There's nev- It's always a single parent family. Then look at any sitcom. The father's the idiot. In everyone in the last decades, they and the father is supposed to be the head of the household, so they've changed the programming. So now they're saying, well, this is all right. And now we've got all these shows that are, you know, full of gays and transgenders and stuff. And this is the new uh, acceptable lifestyle. In fact, celebrated lifestyle.
3: What they really done is breaking down, you know, how God has laid it out to be. You know, Scripture says that Christ is the head of the church. The church is over the man. The man is head of the woman and woman is head over the children. And so you see all of that breaking down that, you know, Disney was huge in influencing the children in how they should think, how they should feel. Um, You know, it's not even that they give ideas anymore. Like old shows, when I was a kid, you know, it it was scandalous for a child to, you know, sneak out of the house at night and go to a party. You know, that was a scandalous idea. But now they're literally, you know, putting out there how children should feel. And so, you know, kids don't even get to choose their own feelings anymore. They become programmed on, if I see this this is how I should feel. Um, So, you know, that's really scary. And so you got the desensitization as well as, you know, implementing this is, you know, what you think, this is how you feel, uh, this should be a response to things. Um, It's
0: been a slow decline and what they've done is they've completely inverted Mm -hmm. The natural order that God put out. Essentially, everything is upside down.
3: Right. I mean, we should be really scared about this. Because if you think about it, I mean, it literally is taking everything that you are away from you. That you can't even own your own feelings anymore. You can't say, you know, well, this makes me feel this way and it's okay to express that you know, if I'm feeling angry about a situation, I can express that anger. Or if I'm feeling sad, you know, I can vocalize that. Um, y- you know, you don't even hear that. They've been really monitoring that, especially around the news that's going out about the Black Lives Matters. Um, you know, they've, there's been so many African Americans who've come forward and been like, this is not us, this doesn't represent us. You know, this doesn't represent our feelings, our thoughts, or even what we want our country to look like. But you're not hearing those voices. You know they
0: they don't want to be segregated, (laughs) you know, just like we don't want to be segregated. Right. Why do we want we want people everyone I think generally everyone wants people to come together, but the government and these Luciferians just keep trying to drive a wedge between us.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I tell people it's not even about, you know, your race at all. I mean, we're all Americans. So the fact that, you know, I'm not a racist person, but I'm kind of offended about the whole Black Lives Matter thing, because it's like, why are we separating other Americans by the color of their skin? You know, all Americans matter. All children's lives matter we're all in this together you know you can't even loop all the african american people into a segment they're each individuals they have their own beliefs they have you know their own likes their own dislikes their own opinions and you know it stops you from really getting to know people as individuals <coughs>
0: That's right, and I think that's the intent. It's just to drive a wedge between the society. Listen, the foundation of any society is a family, and the problem, the problem in the urban areas, quite honestly, the biggest problem is the lack of a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. You know, the statistics are so obvious. And by the way, that that doesn't happen by color. It just happens just that there's more people of color inside of urban areas, African-Americans. And they've been put there and they've been held down. I've mentioned it on previous podcasts. I sympathize with it. And, and actually, I have a plan to bring them out. We'll talk about that on a future show. I've, I've actually
3: yeah.
0: got a detailed plan. I've worked on it for about three years.
3: I look forward to hearing that. Yeah, I had um, I lived in Minneapolis for a while and we had gone with some organizations that work downtown. And it was really interesting to see, you know, when you say that they put these people there, that's the reality of the situation. You know, there, it was like a, what I think a 30 block radius that's downtown Minneapolis. And it's just all these apartment buildings, you know, and 30 blocks is a, it's a far way if you're trying to walk anywhere. Once you get outside of that 30 blocks, there's a couple liquor stores. So you look at this area and you know that all of these people are financially depraved, you know, they're struggling. A lot of them are single mothers Um, and, you know, they, there's no place they can walk really to work a decent job. You know, beyond the liquor stores, you've got the the sex sex clubs. You know, where they exploit women. Um,
0: the abortion clinics got to be in that neighborhood.
3: Clinics, yep, those are all there. They're so, only in
0: the poor neighborhoods.
3: So you you're like, what do these people have that they can actually, you know, get themselves out of the situation and live somewhat of a normal life? Um, you know, they they automatically now give. A lot of those people you know you're talking generations so they get the HUD they get the you know the food stamps the uh, government assistance and they get put on these programs you know usually in their teens some of these women you know get on it when they're in their teens and then they're just stuck with no way out nobody to help them get out
0: and with that program the government has become their god government is their provider and that is like the root of socialism yeah that's the root and and so these have been experiments and unfortunately there's people involved so my my plan i'll I'll give you a little bit of it it's it's called the no ghettos project Mm. and i've got the greatest url for it and essentially i'm going to go in there and teach not in a religious way in fact i want to develop teams of people uh again it is faith-based but not in a religious way but just to give the people the facts people don't understand what money is mm-hmm. for instance most people even people who make a lot of money don't know what money is and and how we are supposed to use it you know i, I I don't have the exact number in front of me. I should have it memorized. But in just the New Testament alone, God talks about heaven a couple hundred times, talks about faith a couple hundred times, talks about stewardship 2,032 times.
3: Yeah, that's a lot.
0: (laughs) So God's trying to teach us something. He says, this is a really important subject. And we're supposed to steward this entire earth. We're supposed to steward everything we own. And it's taking that responsibility and stewarding that will start to get you the multiplication. And this isn't any woo-woo stuff. This is actually spiritual principles that God promises will work. You see, when people operate in the physical, and as we've taught before, everything is created in the spiritual. Everything is created in the spiritual it manifests in the in the physical. And, you know, they don't want to get too above this. It takes some explan- explanation for some people to really get their head wrapped around. But when you can start to operate a little bit more on the spirit side, you can start to multiply.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The physical side, this is interesting, adds and subtracts. God hmm. multiplies and divides.
3: That's interesting.
0: So think about that with your money, but and you know what? Maybe we'll just give a teaser and we'll continue this on a on a thing. But you know, we we've talked about spirits. We've on this broadcast. We've talked about uh, Malik. We've talked about Ball. You've talked about a whole bunch. Right. I want to name a spirit. And you're going to tell me if you know much about this spirit and then we'll end the broadcast. (laughs) What is probably the most powerful spirit controlling the physical aspects of this world? His name is Mammon. Yep. Anything to say on Mammon?
3: I am very familiar with that. Um,
0: have you ever seen Mammon?
3: I have. The adding, he definitely adds or takes away. He blesses those who are doing what the system wants, what Satan wants. And he literally can be like a horde of locusts coming through and utterly devastating and destroying those you know, who decide to even make one little decision that's outside of what the enemy wants.
0: Well, you and I need to talk. You've seen him. I've seen him. Maybe in a different form than you saw. him, (laughs) But I certainly have. And to the listening audience, you've seen Mammon as well. And next time when we cover this topic, I'm going to tell you what he looks like. Right on radio. Right on
3: radio.